Hi everyone, I am Carrie Fulmeck. And I'm Carolyn Charles, and we are from the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Welcome to Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Tune in to find out a ton about our horses, your horses, how they can change people's lives, personal wellness, and hear from loads and loads of wonderful guest speakers. So whether it's discussing how to hear and work with your horses in a different way, how to be selfful for you, horse welfare, or just to chat about life in general and have a good laugh, you are in the absolute right place. This is a podcast for life changers. And so it's a podcast for you. We are all life changers. Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, I suppose. Welcome to this week's live with the Equine Connection, and it's just me today. So <laughs> Carrie is teaching the three-day hands-on, but it's actually been a while since I've seen you guys anyway, because we've had our holidays in between, which were very lovely as well. But today we've got kind of an interesting topic in that it's really all about, you know, what do we do when we've loved and lost and loss is a thing that we regularly have to face in life whether it be through the loss of a horse or whether it be through the loss of a marriage or a loved one or a job or anything else and there's a lot of grief and sometimes even guilt that goes along with that too and then one other thing we always like to remind everybody of is that hashtag we are life changers It doesn't matter who you are, uh, what your job is, how we go through life. We are all life changers and we have the ability to impact other people in every single thing that we do every single day. And with that, I think one thing we're really trying to promote, especially as of late, is kindness. You know, just be kind. Words matter. And the more that we can head off with other people and be kind to one another and help each other, especially through all these tough, crazy, weird times that none of us even know what to do with anymore. Being kind is beautiful. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's see you here. Yep. And let us, let me know who are you, where you're from. Say good morning. I like all that good stuff. For any of you who don't know, my name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the director of sales and marketing, as well as an instructor and a facilitator for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning, Inc. It's quite the name, but what we do here is we help people to move forward with their lives through horses. And it's the horses that really are the teachers throughout all of this. They are the ones that help people to make those breakthroughs, to see something that maybe they hadn't before, and to take another step forward in a positive direction with their lives. And the bonus of what we get to do is we also get to train other people to do that across the world as well. We had our conference just this past Friday and Saturday with all of our facilitators. And it was so 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 phenomenal and one of our very last speakers was a lady named bonita who six years ago she lost all three of her kids in one farming accident all at once and her and her husband are still together they still have um, another son that they have in their lives and they are moving forward the best way they can And when you think about that and you think talking about grief and that kind of piece say what do you do when you've loved and lost it's pretty phenomenal what people can do, but she had such amazing words for us on how to move forward. And one thing that really stuck with me out of what she was saying as well is that she commended what we do in helping to people to move forward or define the pieces that they need to be able to do that as well. So it was, oh my gosh, she was just phenomenal. We were bawling from our, <laughs> from our toes throughout her chat, but just what an amazing, 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 amazing woman. So, 
what do we do when we've loved and lost? And this kind of, you know, it's funny that Benita was our speaker for the conference because it goes with it so well. But the reason that we decided to talk about this today is because we recently lost one of our horses, JR. And JR was just like the best teacher. And she was a mama horse. She was a broodmare for many years before she came to us. But she had that mama feel. And so when people came, she connected with them. And I don't know how many times I heard, you know, from kids from maybe not the best background think, oh, my mom sucked. And, uh, you know, JR, she's just, she feels like the mom I never had. Or people writing in their journals that JR saved their lives. And she just was such a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher. And oh, even now it still gets me a little bit. But uh, the thing that made it so hard, I think, with losing JR, other than we loved her, obviously, to bits and pieces, was that we realized that it just wasn't our horse that we were losing. It was everybody's horse, whoever came in contact with her, because she had that much of a profound effect on so many people over the years that we've been doing this. We've been doing this for a long time now. And as I was going through pictures, we made a little video. You guys have probably seen it on the page. As I was going through all the pictures to put together the video, I was just blown away with the lives that she's impacted. And I, she's just the most stunning horse. She had this highlights in her hair and people would always ask us if we highlighted her hair. And no, no, we did not. We barely have time to keep with our, up with our own grades. We couldn't highlight the horses here too. But she was just such a stunning teacher. And then we thought, okay, so now, now what, you know, like one minute they're there and the next minute they're not. And this goes with so many different types of loss and grief that we go through in our lives. And it's not, it's not just when somebody or a horse or a family member or pet passes away. It's so many different aspects of how we can experience loss. And what do we do after we do lose those pieces and how do we move forward from it? And, you know, sometimes people come into our lives and it's it's just for a moment but that moment has such a profound effect on us that even the loss of losing that person that you find out five years down the line that maybe they passed away or something like that you still feel that lost piece and that's again because we all are life changers we all have that ability to to connect with somebody and to add more to their life but what do you do when you go through this loss so i think and this is something i learned from benita too is the one thing to realize is everybody's grief, everybody's loss is unique. And she had said to us in the conference that it's it's never, yeah, she had a huge loss, but it doesn't make anybody else's loss any less. And I thought that was just phenomenal because I can't fathom what she's had to go through. But it's very, very true. Everybody has their their loss, their grief, their system that they have to go through. And it's unique for every single one of us. We can have the opportunity where we connect with somebody. Like I know Carrie said after she lost her mom, other people talking to her about it and saying they were so sorry, it didn't really mean as much. But then she talked to somebody else who lost their mom and there was that connection there. But it's still a different story. There's still the different ways that we have to go through it and realize that each of those experiences are unique and it's, and it's okay for them to be that way. That's how we can help be there for each other too, is just by sitting back a little bit and realizing, yeah, okay, maybe I did go through something horrible, but this something that maybe doesn't seem as bad might be just as horrible for somebody else. and might be just as traumatic and it can be really a traumatic piece with it as well. So it's always just good to remember that you are allowed to feel that grief. You're allowed to feel that loss that comes along with, with whatever you're going through at that time. 
And another thing that she said to you was to find the people that would take the opportunity to listen. I'm not sure if you guys have ever done it. It's you sit down and something's going on in your life and you're telling somebody about it. And they're like, oh yeah, I totally know how you feel. It's just like this one time that I, and you're in that moment where you're trying to unload a little bit and you need to, we need to decompress, we need to release. Those are very good things for us, especially when we're going through tough times. But then it almost becomes like a, a competition and that, you know, I feel like we shouldn't have competitions about loss and that kind of thing. We all have our pieces that are very, very hard to get through. And it's not about being a competition relation. Yes. But it's not, you know, take the time to sit back when somebody has gone through something and actually genuinely hear them. I don't know how often we go through that, even in our certification course about how rarely people are genuinely heard. And if we can take the opportunity just to sit back, shut our mouths a little bit, let them say the pieces that they need to say. It's it's really imperative to helping people go through things. And, you know, even I think about when I went through my divorce at first, you know, lots of people have been divorced. Lots of people have. Right. So at first you look for those other people because you want to have that little connection piece, too. But at the same token, you need to be able to tell your story and everybody's story matters. And when I was with the people that I trusted the most, I had the opportunity to sit back and actually tell my story, tell why it hurt and where it hurt and all of those other pieces that come with it. And, and it felt so much better when I felt genuinely heard with it. So that's one of the things that we can do for other people and do for ourselves as well as to find people that will genuinely hear us and all of that. When Benita was talking, she also talked about how much words matter. And one of the questions that somebody asked at the end was, you know, I just had a friend who went something really horrible, you know, similar, but not like this at the same time. What can I say? Because, you know, when somebody tells you something has happened to them, what do you say? Like, you know, it seems like everything that you come up with is going to be trivial and kind of ridiculous to comment, you know, to, what do you say when somebody goes through that? When somebody loses three of their children, what do you say? And the biggest thing that she said was just that you're there for them. And I thought that was pretty profound too that it's sometimes the smallest thing you can do for somebody that is making them a meal or helping them to get through it in a different way. It's the smallest thing that has the most impact. And I thought that was pretty profound just to, just to listen, just to understand that your words matter. And by saying I'm here for you and meaning it, that's a pretty impactful statement altogether. For those of you who are watching as well, please do throw in the comments, any other pieces that you have of things maybe that you've gone through or things that people have said to you that have had a profound impact. Because sometimes we don't even realize it's the things that we say that has a really profound impact on us that moves, helps us to move forward in a better way as well. With um, our Authentic You workshops, JR was, oh my gosh, she was just phenomenal in them. In fact, her last program that she ran through was with a friend of mine and they were going through the Authentic You women's workshops. With JR, like it, I think back on it very, very fondly because she had the opportunity to work with these beautiful women who appreciated her in all of her teaching. And she was able to get all those teaching pieces out with them as well. But it's pretty phenomenal how when we get a group of women like that together who have we've all gone through our different stuff, nobody's exempt, right? Like we don't ever get to go through life and it's just easy and nothing happens to us and we never lose anything. Even though it seems like people have a charmed life, it's not always that way, but it was is really cool to see in this last one how everybody worked with Jared. Everybody had their stuff. Everyone did. But it all came from different places. But that group of women together to support each other, 
was such a phenomenal feeling. Well, all of our authentic you workshops go like that too, because it's really about supporting one another, using the words to help one another along, not necessarily advice, just listening and feeling and understanding them. Um, good morning, Jenny. Jenny says, I feel you have hit it exactly. I think just showing up for that person, let them know you are there, constantly check in and listen. Yeah, that's, and checking in on people too. You know, you don't want to bug somebody who's going through something, but at the same token, you want to make sure that they know you're there, even if it's that they're going to be foul every day for a month that you talk to them. Okay. You still have to kind of let them know that you're there for them as well. I even when Carrie went through her story of loss, and I'm sure you guys have heard it. If not, uh, go back and check. I think it was probably a month or two ago that she actually did the story on a live as well, where she lost six horses and her mom and a good friend of ours as well, all within a period of, I think it was with Epi, it was eight months. And, you know, how do you, what could I have said to relate to that when she went through all of that death and loss in that time? Nothing really. But what I did do, and she said it annoyed the hell out of her, but she knew I cared. <laughs> but I did do is I checked in on her, right? I was living up in Leduc at the time. And the best thing you can kind of do is let people know you're there for when they need to talk. And if they don't need to talk, that's cool too. But just let them know that you are there for them. I love that, Jenny. Thank you for adding that too. The, you know, the other thing with grief and with loss as well is not putting it off. I think we we try to be strong a lot. And being strong is kind of an energy sucker. It's not to say you don't have to be in the moment, right? Like if you, I know as parents or whatever else, if you're going through something, you've got kids that you try to be strong, you know, try to not completely lose it in front of your kids, right? To show them that everything's going to be okay in some way. But at the same token, feeling it is important. It's important to feel the grief so you can move through the grief. If we try to ignore it, that's where it can become a real festering issue because we never ever deal with those pieces. We never get to move forward through them if we never acknowledge them. So grief, yeah, it feels it feels yucky. And we start doing the the woulda, coulda, shittas sometimes, especially not necessarily maybe if somebody passes away, but well, no, even that too. But like if you have the loss of a marriage or the loss of a relationship, a friendship, you go through that woulda, coulda, shoulda phase. Well, maybe if I said this different or if I had done this in a different way or if I had uh, called them more often or if I had, if I had, I would have done this. I should have done that. I could have done this. The fact of the matter is we can't go back. We can't change things, but we can feel those pieces that feel like they're kind of missing or they're hanging on us to help us to move through them. It's when we shove it all down that's when things kind of fester. And then we get to a different place that makes it really hard to deal with later because we've got all this mumbo jumbo of yucky caca poo poo feelings going on in our gut. And it's, it's not good for us, right? There's this, actually, I think I've probably talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again because I can. Oh, good morning, Claudette. I see you on there too. There's a study done that was done by Dr. I'm going to hope I don't mess this up. Masari Emoto, I believe. And he had this, it was about words and how words have power and they truly do. And Bonita said that as well, many, many times. It, it, what he did is he took a study of all these glasses of water and he played different types of music to it. And he played one like Mozart symphony. Another one was, um, oh, geez. See, I, this is where you should review these things before you start talking about them. Anyway, 
there was various feelings of music. And, you know, the last one was, I think he titled it, I Will Kill You Music. And I'm not 100% sure what that music is, but maybe I don't listen to it. But what happened is the actual water molecules changed just from the intention, just from the feel that came from the music. And the ones that were Mozart symphony or beautiful feelings of hope and love and dreams and that kind of thing, they created almost this snowflake looking molecule, which they were gorgeous, right? The I Kill You music actually broke down and pulled the molecule apart. And it was almost like a brownish color too. So it totally degraded that molecule. So when you think about if you're going through something and you sit back and you just keep jamming it down, jamming it down. It's still there. It's still a thought. It's still a feeling that's inside you, yet it's going to start eating at you. And, you know, that's a phrase people use. It's eating away at me from the inside out. It literally will because it can make you sick. It can make you have other thoughts that don't necessarily need to be there. It can put you into a place of depression and you really need to kind of try your best to deal with that grief as best as you can in the moment and not to shove it down because it's still going to be there. It's just a matter of where it's going and when it's going to pop out at you as well. For any of you guys who are watching too, we've, like I said, we've all gone through our grief pieces or our loss loss pieces, but even any advice you can give to other people about how you've done something that worked for you, whether it be writing a letter to somebody who maybe has passed or a relationship that has ended, whatever it is that kind of helped you to get through that. Because I think expressing the grief, expressing the reasons and the feelings that go with it are a big piece of not letting it fester within you as well. All right, I just need a quick sip. I usually have Carrie to bounce off of and then my mouth doesn't get so dry, but apparently when I'm just yapping by myself, there's no break and you guys have to hear it the whole way through. Running format of words going at you all the time. Um, going back to Bonita too, with that words matter piece, it was really profound to hear how just the smallest and kindest thing that people could do. Cause I mean, she, she recognized too that the media could have completely wrecked them. Like they could have come in and instead of being supportive gone through about how farming could be dangerous or this or that or their lifestyle wasn't what it should be and all these kinds of things and yet somebody wrote a blog for her that went out and said you know supporting the family essentially and what they do in their way of life and it was kind of because of that she attributed the rest of the words that came in were words of hope and encouragement and support and that makes a massive massive difference and you even think of you know some of these Poor people, and I do say poor people because it would be so difficult, who are like movie stars or super uh, popular in the media or anything else. Even you watch TikTok or Instagram and you see there's a lot of comments that aren't, they're not nice comments. They're not, but words matter, especially when you see somebody going through something, whether they're famous or not, they still put their pants on one leg at a time and they still do, they're still human and humans need support. They don't need to be run down and pushed over or made to feel like, what they're going through is just for somebody else's entertainment it kind of goes with the same as if you know somebody in your life support them support them through it in whatever way that they need you to support them so if it's just showing up just doing a phone call uh you know for me a big thing was when people showed up to help me move you know yes physical labor nobody likes to help anybody move <laughs> right like that's it's not a good not a fun thing to do for a day but the people who showed up to help me move i was genuinely touched 
just by them showing up to, to lend a hand. And that was something that meant a lot to me. And I will forever remember those people who showed up. And I've talked about this many, many times in our certification course too. It's just the actions that we can do and the kind words that we can do to help other people out as well. And you know, I did talk about the, you know, don't putting off and actually feeling it. Rachel needed this today. Thanks. Oh, hi, Rachel. I mean, I miss you, Rachel. <laughs> I love it when our facilitators pop on here too. Such good people. It's, uh, I forget what I was saying now. About feeling it. Feeling it isn't going to be fun at first. Like, it's not like I'm saying that's the, yeah, just, you know, feel it, have a shower, cry and move along with your life. It's not, that's not what I'm saying <laughs> anyway. Feeling it means going through the shit for lack of a better term and better way of saying it, right? A lot of people numb out and that's okay too, because that's kind of how their defense mechanism works for themselves at the time, but you can't numb out forever. You have to be able to move through it. And I, for myself, I stopped crying for a long time, which sounds kind of weird, but I had decided many years ago that if I cried, then people or things or whatever was happening in my life would know how to hurt me if I showed that emotion. And with JR going, being put down, that was probably one of the first times in a long time, well, not first times, but moving towards that where I had felt the grief in the moment. And I knew what that moment meant and kind of could accept that it was the right thing to do and could move through that piece with it too. And I bawled like from my toes, like full on proper ugly cry bawled. And oh, I have to do a, a shout out to just passing. They were the truck company that came to pick up JR afterwards and the vets too. The vets were phenomenal, especially cause I hadn't seen a horse um, be put down before. So I didn't really know what to expect. So my logistic brain needed that piece. <laughs> so they ran through so beautifully with us exactly kind of how it was going to roll, what might happen, what to expect after, so that we could kind of prepare ourselves for that piece, which was so stunning. Like they were absolutely amazing. And then the trucking company that came, they came early. Uh, so the vets hadn't even gotten there yet. And they said, oh, it's no problem. We'll come back. We'll give it some time. You know, we can go do this other one and we'll come right back. Super kind. But they actually gave us this, uh, this poem and a white flower. And in that moment, it was like the most touching thing that we had ever experienced that somebody who does this for a living, they come, they pick up horses, bodies every day, still had the empathy and the understanding to know that we were, we were having a hard time right there in that moment. And to give us that little gift meant so much to us. And as we read it, yes, we bawled, we bawled from our little toes and we hugged JR and we had this moment with her where we read that out and it was just beautiful how, how they did that and even how they came back and they said, don't worry about a thing. You know, we will, <laughs> we'll come back and we'll, don't even worry about the gates. We'll come back and we'll make sure we close the gates after ourselves and you don't have to come out to be a part of that piece. You know, you've done, you've said your goodbyes, so we'll take care of everything. And I thought, you know, as an, as a company, to come in who does that, like I said, every day, it gave us such a feeling of, uh, of empathy and a feeling like we, they understood what we were going through and they were doing everything in their power to make it easier for us. So anybody in our area, if you ever need to call a truck, um, which isn't a fun call to make in the first place. And I have to say they were beautiful to me on the phone, even beforehand. 
And uh, if you ever have to call a check, they're just passing. They were, oh, they were so phenomenal. And I'm so, so impressed with their customer service and the empathy that they have for their clients as well. Uh, Claudette, shared friend, not crying and holding back hurts you in the long run. It really does. And it's a, it's a trained thing that we do for ourselves. You think about little boys, even, you know, men don't cry and that kind of thing. Well, I'm, I don't know if that's changed a little bit now, maybe, but I know when I was a kid, that wasn't a thing that boys cried after a certain age, you know, rub some dirt in it, hop up, move along. You think about those poor guys don't, you know, they lost kind of the ability or the know-how of how to release that way. And tears are a beautiful release for some of the things that we're going through and it really can come back and hurt you in the long one long run and you're right Claudette. it is a protective wall we it's a learned behavior that we do to protect ourselves absolutely but the problem is is that you build up the wall and then everything sits inside and then you're this well of crap that you never let out and then at some point that stuff bubbles up and once it bubbles up that's a that's a crappy place to be because then you have a whole bunch of stuff that you have to deal with. And I can tell you this, it doesn't come out one thing at a time. So you actually acknowledge, Oh, that was that pain that I felt at that time that I bottled up into the bottom of the well within me. No, it comes out in like a waterfall gush damn breaking of, <laughs> of emotions that you have no idea what to do with and things that you have no way to deal with at that moment or no tools to do. Cause you've ignored it the entire time, even as you were going through it. Yeah. That's exactly right, Rachel. Then the blow up happens. The blow up sucks. So you want to have those tears be in that moment and and feel it. No matter how hard that piece is, it is important to feel it, it with, you know, in that moment. So you can actually release it as well. Lisa's on here. Good morning, Lisa. Crying is such a release. I cry so much at this stage in my life. It's that's good though. Like I love it. We actually have a facilitator. We've talked about her before too, and we love her. Miranda, she's such a beautiful human being. She cried at everything, cries at everything, good stuff, bad stuff. She just cries and cries and cries. And it was so beautiful to see though, because she released it. She just let things go in that moment. And you know, sometimes we cry for other people and we try to suck it back in that moment because you know, you don't want to cry if they're not crying because they're feeling it. And why would you cry? Because it's not even affecting you, kind of thing. But when you cry for someone else, that can be a release for them as well. And that's something we kind of have to realize that when somebody cries for you or when somebody feels that emotion for you and is able to release it, take that piece. Because sometimes when we can't do it ourselves, when we're not there yet, when other people help you to release it through them, it's a pretty phenomenal thing that human beings do. So that's kind of our little chat today. I hope that this helped somebody out there who's maybe going through a hard time or has recently lost someone just uh, just like we did because we have phenomenal human beings, phenomenal pets, phenomenal interactions, moments that happen to us in our lives. And the, you know, the one thing is that we do lose things. We do have to go through grief. It's part of life as well. And when we live our life to the fullest, when we make these connections, these relationships, all of the pieces that go with it, we have the opportunity and the risk is there that we're going to have to deal with the loss of it as well. But when you realize that the loss is because you gained something so profound, like through JR, we gained so much through her. And when we can take it back and think, okay, yes, it's because of the, because of the gain is why the loss hurts so much. And the gain doesn't leave. 
the stuff that JR taught us, the things that we learned from other people, the words that were spoken, the moments we had, all of that is still there. It's just the loss of that physical piece that is the really hard part to get through. But if you have somebody in your life or if it is you, reach out to other people. Don't, don't ever go through it alone. Know that other people's words and their feelings and their support are there for you. And know that you have all those pieces to give to someone else too, because every single one of us is a life changer in this world. Libby, I, I love what she said to hear too. Grief is the price we pay for love. And it's true because at one point, if we lose that love, maybe not lose the love, I shouldn't even say it that way, right? Because we don't lose the love that we have for JR. It's still there hundred percent. We just lose the ability to go up and hug her and snuggle her and squish her little face and braid her hair and brush her tail and all those lovely things. But it is, it's a price we pay for all of the beautiful things that we have within our lives. And if we can appreciate the beauty of living our lives every single day, then maybe it makes the grief a little bit better to know that we've gained so much from the people and the animals in our lives as well. So I'm glad that this did um, help some of you guys today. I see Rachel came through. Yes, thank you. Perfect timing. Uh, Claudia, these are the things that give us the tools to help others. So true. This is what allows us to connect on a deeper level with other people too. So that, that's kind of it for all. It's a quickie today, you guys, but I'm so glad so many of you joined me and that we could have this little chat together because it was quite nice and lovely to see you guys on here as well. Have a wonderful week. I think we'll be back on next week and we'll figure out, I don't even know what our topic's going to be yet. I'll be honest with you. So if there's other things that you guys may want to talk about or want to hear about or share, please let us know or throw it in the comments some ideas because we're more than happy to always take those on as well. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm going to throw up JR again just because I can and just because she's so gorgeous and such a beautiful soul who helps so, so many people out there and uh, just needs a little more, maybe a little more appreciation so everybody can see your beautiful face. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. We will see you next time. And remember, you are a life changer. You have the ability to impact somebody's lives in a positive way every single day that you live and breathe. Have a great one, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to y'all then.